Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Podcast brought to you by Fake Teams. I am your humble host, Pete Rogers, joined as always by Just Clark Barnes. Just Clark Barnes, how are you? I'm just dandy, Pete. Just dandy. Uh, this is of our Thursday podcast coming at you live. You'll not be hearing it live, but it's live right now. Oh, we're live. So we are I think live. So I think that, yeah, that registers. Um, we uh, have got a jam-packed show for you today but before we get into all of the usual thursday gimmicks uh let's uh let's let's do a little breaking news um because there was some news that came down through the nfl pipelines today uh, and i'm not talking about ezekiel elliott uh not uh appealing his suspension yet again which means thank god the drama's over uh so elliott will be out for the next six games put that down in your little uh, fantasy football notepads but um More important, well, not more importantly, but something that got me very fired up today. Uh, The Bills announced that they were benching Tyrod Taylor in favor of uh, their rookie quarterback, whose name I'm now spacing on because I literally just don't give a flying F about. Bechamel Johnson. Bechamel Johnson, the new starting quarterback (laughs) for the Bills and uh, running back for the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Oh, his name will come to me, Peterson. Uh, Dang it, whatever. Anyways, Ted so Peterson, Ted, Ted Peterson, Peterson. Um, so I this and I said at the top, this irks me. And it irks me because I just I don't comprehend what Buffalo, why Buffalo has this perceived hatred of Tyrod Taylor. He's a good quarterback. Uh, he can run an offense, both literally and figuratively. Uh, and he hasn't even really been the issue. He hasn't been throwing away the Bills' season. I mean, he he hasn't even really been allowed to throw. Uh, the Bills traded away their best receiver at the beginning of the year, failed to really kind of shore up that position. They thought Zay Jones was going to be it, but clearly he's not. And then they go out and trade for a number one receiver in Calvin Benjamin. And guess what? He's never seen that. He hasn't seen the field yet with Tyron Taylor. I, if they've been so intent on pushing Taylor out the door, I don't know why they've kept him around so long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably like the 15th, 16th best quarterback in the NFL. And for those math fans out there, that puts you better than half of the teams in the league. He's not the problem. He's not the savior, but he's not the problem. No, and they do this. I mean, you saw, I mean, Twitter, of course, exposed this right from the get-go. I mean, they do this after the Saints game. Like the Saints putting up 50 against the team was Tyrod's fault. No, that's the defense's fault. That's because you traded away Marcel Darius, who shored up your defensive line, and now teams can just run the football all over you. Shocker. Uh, He's one of four quarterbacks to have 10-plus touchdowns and only three interceptions this season. Do you want to know who the other three are? Alex Smith, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. Pour some out. Like, it's... I don't know. I don't know. It's... 
I've always been a fan of Tyrod Taylor. You can, I write about him, you know, I wrote about him a bunch at the beginning of the season, just saying that he's a fantasy star or he has the potential to be a fantasy star, blah, 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 blah. I'm a big Tyrod fan. So watching the Bills just be the Bills and, and poop this away is both hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious for me as a fan of the Patriots to, to witness a team in the AFC just lose their mind. Uh, but as a Tyrod fan, I just, it doesn't make sense. I, Get the bleep button ready. I'm sorry, but f*** the Bills for this. Tyrod, you're going to be so good for the Jaguars next season. I cannot wait to watch you wreak havoc with Leonard Fournette and Allen Robinson and that offense. So have fun in Jacksonville where you actually have a chance of making a playoff run as opposed to being up in freaking New York. Yeah, I'll be interested to see him with his, I guess, third team now. I, I don't think it'll be Jacksonville because of stick in the mud, Tom Coughlin, but it will be someone interesting and it'll be nice to have him play for a team that is interested in having him play for them. Uh, Cause like I said, he's good. He's good enough. So we'll see. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so that's my little, my little uh, rant on the bills and how stupid they are for releasing Tyrod Taylor, but that's not all we got. And that's not all you're here for. We've got, for you coming up you got your dad's injury report of course because it's thursday we've got uh start starts and sits for the weekend we've got thursday night preview and then the main course of the show uh will be fantasy playoff superlative so before we get into all of that let's cue the music let's sit down in our fatherly chairs let's pour ourselves a nice glass of something fatherly a fatherly beverage to sip on and sit our son or daughter on our lap and tell them about the injury report The Bills are Zay Jonesing to get their rookie receiver on the field, but his knee has him questionable Sunday. Indianapolis Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett is in the concussion protocol this week. CBS Sports reporter John Breach reports the Colts may be in hot water after allowing Brissett to return to action on the drive after he suffered the concussion. Brissett is in the protocol now. The Colts get a little Andrew lucky as they have their bye this week. Well done, well done, well done. Also, uh, the reporter's name being Breach, talking about a team not following protocol is fun, even though I couldn't come up with a joke for it. It just, it works. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's just kind of there. Yeah, I like And it. then, as a little aside, I looked up Jacoby Prezet energy, or, uh, injury on Google, and the first story that popped up was his injury report from last year on the Patriots. That's how relevant you are, the Colts. That's Nailed how relevant it. you are. Looks like Bryant's destined to play this week. Hopefully the Cowboys can keep their Dak erect long enough to get him the ball. Phillip Rivers also in the concussion report, uh, concussion protocol. NFL reporter Mark Sessler, who is an amazing writer and a great Twitter follower. What a wonderful you, human being. Oh gosh, uh, on the NFL podcast, love Mark Sessler. Uh, Mark Sessler reports, Chargers are optimistic River will be playing Sunday, so it looks like the Chargers won't be floating down Shit Creek without a paddle this weekend when they host the Bills, because Rivers and Creek are both bodies of water. Nailing it. Bit of a stretch, but yeah. I call him Curtis Samuel Ain't Well, uh, because the rookie receiver is done for the season with an ankle injury. Washington rusher R. Kelly trapped in the closet of injuries. (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh that's a good one yeah. rob kelly out for the season hate to see him go 
come back to us, Rob. I, I can't wait to see you play next year. The probability oh, of God. Montgomery playing Sunday looks decent despite his rib injury. And there you have it, folks. That is your dad's injury. done excellent as always excellent i particularly <laughs> like the rob kelly reference that was a yeah a plus a plus father joke so let's get into the meat of today's episode uh fantasy playoff superlative now this was clark's idea so uh clark why don't you explain it all right so early in the season we did superlatives like this is the you know most likely to succeed prettiest couple best smile and so with the fantasy playoffs approaching quickly i thought it would be fun to run through a few mid-season slash heading into the playoff superlatives and uh, i'll get the ball rolling here so most likely to power you to a championship i alluded to this with a made-up person's name last week we're going to go to the seattle backfield where I think J.D. McKissick or McKissick is going to be that guy this year who comes on late a la Tim Hightower last year and is just going to absolutely wreck it for the owner that picked him up and was patient enough. The Seattle backfield is just rife with injury. No one can get on track. Everyone looks very poorly. And then McKissick as a nice bonus is classed as a wide receiver on Ooh. CBS. So you can get a little extra pop out of your wide receiver slot or pop them into your flex and just roll to your Super Bowl. Uh I wanted to quickly say that what I did at the top at at the top of this segment passing on responsibilities to the creator of this I, of the premise. Uh it's a good host move. I'm passing off responsibilities and and putting the uh putting the Putting the reward where it should be, not the reward. Putting the claim, the uh, accolades, the... Uh... Hey, man, that's delegation, Holmes. Exactly. You know, it, it'll make you feel better of, I forgot to do start-sit, so we might as well give you some credit. So, so perfect. Save me the I'll embarrassment be... later. Perfect. Uh, excellent. And I'll, I'll save the embarrassment, too. I only have got uh, two superlatives, but they're good ones. Uh, but back to yours. I like that. I think, I think of all the backfields in the NFL that has the most questions surrounding it obviously the seahawks is is at the top of the list but it's also for a team that wants to run the football like that's always been their dna they have forced to become kind of a pass first offense which i don't think that they're too thrilled with simply because it's going to get russell wilson killed uh and it already has almost multiple times it's amazing that with the rash of famous players who've gone down with injury russell russell wilson hasn't been one of them knock on wood uh so if J.D. McKissick is able to like take over that backfield and p- put together, you know, even three really good games, that's that's going to, you know, that's going to lead you into the playoffs. That's going to take your team, carry it into the fancy playoffs, red hot and on fire. I like it. Yeah. And I think uh, I think the Seahawks just want to win and they get these rushers that come out of nowhere because Russell Wilson is such a threat and the wide receivers are good enough to make you stay honest. So teams just have to pick their poison. And I think they normally pick the uh, let's make the running back. I've never heard of beat us. And I think McKay good enough to do that. Yeah. I also think that the Seahawks uh, wide receivers are underrated run blockers. I know Doug Baldwin in particular is someone who you see to get in the second level and be able to like hold his blocks long enough to really let those runs develop. 
Yeah, and it's just kind of if you hate the Seahawks, just you know, go give a beer real quick. Just the yeah, skip this section. Just really tenacious, like that. They just play hard. Uh, so yeah, their wide receivers play hard and block hard instead of acting like they're going to run a route, touching the corner, and then just waiting for the next play. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, my first player superlative is on a similar note as yours, but. Uh, a slightly different twist. Uh, the player most likely to get red hot during your fantasy playoffs, just like searing hot. If you touch it, you burn your fingers off. Uh, quarterback for the uh, Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr. Love uh-huh. it. Uh, so I wrote about him and a few other people uh, on fateteams.com. You should go uh, check it out. Cough, cough, read it. Um, which is all about five players who I just write about five players who I think will have a chance to kind of break off in this break out in this kind of stretch to the playoffs. So Derek Carr, of course, was at the top of that list. The Raiders, he's currently quarterback 21. So has been wildly underperforming up until this point, since many expected him to at very least be a top five quarterback. I would, I mean, well, I shouldn't say at the very least, very least be a top 10 quarterback. No, those were the expectations. Derek Carr was Certainly coming top, into the year. He finished, huh? Yeah. He finished top six, I want to say. I think he finished six last year in fantasy points, or at the very least top 10. So. You'll get no help from me. I, I put last year in the books. <laughs> uh, but Luckily for Carr and Raiders fans and those who have just sat Derek Carr on their bench up until this point, uh, the Raiders schedule is about to get real cushy for the quarterback position. Uh, the, here's the Oakland. Here's who Oakland plays uh, in their next six games or some of the play, people who they play in their next six games. They play the Patriots this weekend, who has the 30th ranked pass defense per ROPE, our, our pass defense index. The Giants, who are 28th. Chiefs, who are 20th. Cowboys, who are 18th, and the Broncos defense, which has allowed the second most touchdown passes this season with 19. So he's about to go on a stretch, playing a stretch of defenses that are all pretty awful against the pass uh, and ready to be hyping up and getting ready for both the actual NFL playoffs. Uh, but for your fantasy playoffs, a lot of those games are going to be during the 14, you know, 13, week 13 to 17 seat part of the season, which is traditionally the fantasy playoff for your team. Yeah, I like it. I have faith that Amari Cooper is still good at football and that he's going to put it together. I think that we've seen the worst of the Raiders so far this year, and uh, them bouncing back would be none surprising. Like at the very team. least, we can. I think it's safe to rely on another 200-plus yard, two-touchdown performance from Amari Cooper when they play the Chiefs again. Yeah, he's got it in him. He is. I mean, I just feel like I feel like if he if he doesn't do it again, then it's just kind of like, well, you know, we're all disappointed anymore. That's now the expectation anytime you play the Chiefs. If he just peels off one fifty and one, everybody's going to be sad. Everyone's going to be disappointed. I mean, you set the bar pretty high, and you need to you need to reach that bar. Even if even if you just only do it twice the season, people will be okay with it. I like it. I'm down. So uh, I'll go out of order here to kind of stay in that same vein. So I've got most likely to win you the fantasy Super Bowl in week 16 Ooh. is Carson Wentz in the Eagles. So yeah. if you have Wentz, you are an Eagles fan who drafted him way early, or you recognize maybe this kid's got some game this year, at least in the offense. And you've been riding him to some some very nice very nice wins these past couple of weeks. So week 16, traditionally the fantasy Super Bowl, Wentz faces your Oakland Raiders. Uh, this game has a lot of potential to be a shootout. It is the second game 
on Christmas. So after Uncle Steve goes on and on about how single player single payer option is the only way to fix the healthcare system and your aunt Deborah goes on and on about how proud she is that her two kids are first chair symphony even they go to a private school there's only a hundred students per grade and no one plays the oboe anymore after all of that and likely too many makers marks you're going to get to sit down 8 30 eastern 7 30 central pacific coast you're on your own and watch <laughs> the raiders and the eagles play for potentially playoff position Two high-flying offenses. It's going to be, I think, a great game. And I think both of these quarterbacks, Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, are going to give you the story of, I was down 45 points with only Carson Wentz to go. And he puts up a 60-burger, and I take home the money and the trophy or the belt or whatever it is that your team and league does. I think this is going to be a great game, and I think Wentz is going to give us a lot of that last Christmas present as we win our fantasy championship. You heard it here first, man. Carson Wentz week 16 against the Raiders is about to drop 60 points. So if you play DFS, you start him no matter what his price is, because he's about to set fantasy football records for point scores in a single game. Boom. Boom. Question mark? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Uh, excellent. Well, my second and sadly final superlative, maybe I can quickly think of something on the spot, but, uh, most, the player most likely to pull a Brett Favre and let you down at the worst possible moment during your Cinderella story playoff run, Todd Gurley. Now, don't think that my rocky past with Todd Gurley has clouded my judgment here. No, 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 no. I have what you people in the science world like to call uh, facts and statistics to back up my claim here. Gurley has been nothing short of amazing this season. Obviously, we all know that, and has been as reliable as you possibly a reliable a uh, fantasy player as you can possibly hope and want. Averaging, I believe, like eighteen points a game, which is just fan freaking tastic. If you have him, if you you know drafted him and, and trusted him and all of that jazz, he hasn't been scorned in the past like I have, and you don't hold grudges. You know, you've been benefiting very nicely. However, Gurley's last four games consist of the Eagles, Seahawks, Titans, and Niners. Now, Niners play Week 17 against uh, against the Rams, and we all know the Niners suck, so we don't really care about that game. However, the other three teams, the uh, Seahawks held Gurley to two points last time they played. Eagles have the best run defense in the NFL per our RORD rating, rankings for uh, run defenses, and the Titans are sixth best in that and have allowed only four rushing touchdowns this season. So Gurley is ending the season against some of the top, the best run defenses in, in the NFL, and he that's just going to be at the time that you really need him to perform at his very best. And, and like you were saying, any slip up, any mishaps could really hurt you come, come that playoff time. So, you know, I'm not by no stretch of imagination ever saying bench Todd Gurley, but if Todd Gurley throws a stinker here and there in those final weeks, don't, uh, don't say I didn't warn you. I like it. Um, I disagree based on nothing other than my feelings, though. So that's <laughs> the kind of analysis that you've come to expect from me. I hope, uh, my third superlative is along those same lines. So if you've been playing fantasy long enough and had any success, you know what it's like in those leagues where uh, eight teams make the playoffs or just four teams make the playoffs. You're cruising. 
You're number one. You're playing this scrub team with your stacked pack of performers. And you know that you're already spending the money. You've, you've already ordered from Amazon. You've already gotten that nice new shiny thing that you want. And then one of your studs absolutely crushes you. Ugh. And this year, week 14, that's going to be Leonard Fournette Ugh. when the Jags host the Seahawks. So the Jags, even minus Richard Sherman, are going to be able to shut down Blake Bortles. They're going to be able to get a pass rush on him, and they're going to be able to just stack the box all day. Fournette's going to have 30 carries for 45 yards as the Jags lose 24 to 3 and just get crushed by the Seahawks as they roll into the playoffs. The Jags stumble into the playoffs, and as I predicted last week, lose to the Titans, who they beat in Week 17. So Fournette's going to crush you Week 14 against the Seahawks. He's not getting you anything. Yeah, I can I can see that happening. Um, and in fact, your little uh, t- in talking about the Seahawks defense, you reminded me of a little factoid that drastically changes my start and sits. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I will of course agree with you. I think that. That is a potential. That being said, let me uh, let the record show that maybe I agree with you on some level. But uh, week 14 is not the most crushing of weeks. Hopefully you've got yourself a good week 13 to build off of. And as an AFC South fan, this is really just me wanting. It's just it's just you really wanting everything to fall apart in Jacksonville, which I respect. Yeah, I mean, it's not so much that I want it to happen. It's just I know it's going to. You just know. You just know. You've seen it too many times. Heck, I mean, I could have probably told you that at some point the Buffalo Bills would just just decided that they don't need a capable starting quarterback. And instead, let's just start our rookie because why ever not? Because we're five and four. We're trying to push to the playoffs. And guess what? Our starting quarterback doesn't get us there. Shocking. Anyways, good gosh. Don't get me started again. The Bills. Are you passionate about the Bills and the Tyrod Taylor thing, Pete? I mean, I mean, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I would say that I am, I, I have, I have some passion directed into in that area. Um, excellent. Well, those were good, very great, good superlatives. I hope that we all helped everyone, and of course, they will all come true because if you've listened to this podcast before, you under, you know that we are fifty-two percent correct, uh, and so that means what we had five different superlatives that we did. So you know almost two and a half of them will come true love it perfect uh let's do a little week 11 start and sits obviously clark is super prepared for this step uh and i just have to completely change my start and sit because i forgot that richard sherman is injured so instead of telling you to sit julio jones which i know mildly crazy i just don't really have a lot of faith in that old atlanta falcons offense however Richard Sherman is injured. I don't think we've ever really seen the Legion of Boom without Richard Sherman. We've seen it without Earl Thomas. We've seen it without Cam Chancellor. I don't think we've ever seen Richard Sherman go down with an injury or have missed significant time before. As such, Seahawks defense is not really going to know what to do. They're going to lose their kind of main energy, their main hype guy, the the guy who gets this team going and, and makes everyone work on all the levels, blah, 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 blah. So I actually think you start Julio. I think you put aside the the worry that you have with the Falcons uh, offense. I think that you, instead of being like me and cowering in a corner, hoping that Julio just gets you at least some points from a week-to-week basis, 
I think you expect a pretty big game out of Julio. I know he only has one touchdown this season, and up until this point, the Seahawks have been very good at limiting opposing touchdowns. I just think that that's all going to change. I, you've got Jeremy Lane coming in now to to try to fill this gap that Richard Sherman left. Like I think that secondary is taking a pretty big hit, and hopefully, hopefully. Uh, the Falcons have figured out that all you need to do is just get the ball into Julio's hands and he could do something, especially in the red zone. Um, so not a crazy yeah. st- start, but I guess that's what I had to work with. I think you're happy going with Julio here. The only drawback is his aversion to scoring touchdowns. It's so true. I don't understand how, how, why, why, why he's so averse to doing it. And it's not, it's, I don't know. It's just sad. It's something that needs to be fixed Real quick. Yeah, so prepared as always, I'm on Reddit on the slash R fantasy football <laughs> thing to look for. Uh, I'm old. I say thing because I don't know what to call the Internet. Uh, looking at some who do I starts and it's making me feel very bad at fantasy football. We've got Drew Brees or Carson Wentz. What? Who are How these is that? How is that a question? That's like a that's like a four person league. It's like, who should I start? Do I start the best quarterback in fantasy or the fourth best quarterback in fantasy? Yeah, so I'm not going to – yes, just whichever, dude, and screw <laughs> you. Or good good for you, whatever, if you want to be positive. The next I'll, one I have is uh, Stefan Diggs or Juju Smith-Schuster. And I like this question because it's the old – we just saw this shiny new thing be shiny and new and we're really excited right. versus this other person who's had a couple of good seasons and is very talented having an off game at 70 yards and a touchdown. I feel like you got to go digs here. Do you go for the shiny new bubble or do you go with, I think, the more trusted commodity? In- I don't think you start uh, Juju over digs i think if you if you don't have a clear flex option you throw juju in your flex i agree with you i i think that digs is i think what we saw out of digs last week was exactly what we needed to see out of him after a few good a few games kind of struggling coming back from injury and and i talked about this on uh, on tuesday's episode uh so if you want uh, some more detail on that game including our thoughts on their uh their uh their leapfrog celebration make sure to listen to tuesday's podcast okay um so i'm i'm completely on board i don't know why i don't think you bench stefan diggs i think that you uh, and I can say this because I have both Julio Jones and Stefan Diggs on my team. I'm not going to bench either this week. I honestly was seriously considering benching Julio Jones this week, but then I remembered that Richard Sherman is injured. And I think Richard Sherman's injury is really going to, we're going to watch the Seahawks defense be not as great as it once was. Yeah. And Earl Thomas is struggling with injury. I don't yeah. have an update right now to see if he's going to play, but I mean, the Falcons looked really good against a deflated Cowboys team last week. I understand the Julio question. I just am one of those. Like, I, I just can't sit guys like that. I mean, unless you're just absolutely right. laying eggs every week, I, I got to start you. Um, unless, of course, you're this guy who's got Carson Wentz and Drew Brees. He probably also has like Antonio Brown, AJ Green, and DeAndre Hopkins and Julio. And he's like, well, I mean, I guess I could bench Julio. Yeah, you can bench Julio. Yeah, and I mean, and I could see getting Brees and Wentz because, I mean, no one drafted Wentz, you know, in the top seven rounds but i mean this is one of those unless everyone in your league just absolutely refuses to trade for quarterback which I, which has happened to me before so i understand i mean 
don't don't you move one of these guys? Oh, you hundred of- I was just about to give this person person shit for that because yes, of course you move him. I mean, you you move Drew Brees. Go get yourself a, a RB one or a, or a wide receiver one or a heck, even just get yourself yeah. like an RB two and a flex option. I mean, come on, yeah, trade the name for a starter. I mean, it, no one's going to give you top ten for a quarterback in a competitive league, but that doesn't mean you can't get someone like I don't know just. Not Hunter Henry, not I mean like Derrick Henry or someone who may right. turn into something good. And and what are you going to do with Wentz or Breeze on your bench? You know, like unless you're trading him to a real contender, just get rid of him, and pick up something else. Yep, 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 hundred percent. So uh, if you are the person who has Carson Wentz and Drew Brees on your team, uh, you're welcome. Just some free advice right there. Good, uh, good for you. No, we're we're billing that out. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's- so uh, you can reach us at rb1podcast uh, at gmail.com. That is our email. Uh, that's also our PayPal account. We expect at least $300 for that. Yeah, well. I mean, I do Bitcoin or silver. So it's up Perfect. to you. Perfect. It's up to you. Uh, finally, let's wrap this up. And you touched on Hunter uh, Derek Henry, and I was going to take that right in as a transition. Uh, Thursday Night Football and Clark, on paper – I know I made an effort last week to really hype up a Thursday night football game that was eh, um, Titans versus the Steelers. This has potential to actually be a very good game. It does. The cynic in me also says, boy, this could be a stinker. Neither one of these teams really looks like they, I mean, obviously they want to win, but man, the Steelers tried to give one away last week. The Titans barely bested a Bengals team that looked like it wasn't very interested in winning, but there's so many explosive players on this team that, you know what? I might have good blockers for this one. I might have to go out and enjoy this game with some wings. Ooh. Um, yeah. Message to Titans. Hey Titans, show us something. All right. You're going up against the Super Bowl favorite in the AFC. You're going up against the second best pass defense per ROPE. Uh, Go go make some moves. Go make uh go make some plays. Marcus Mariota, show us why we were all super hyped about you coming into the NFL and this year in fantasy. I'm not going to start you. I'm going to start Jared Goff, even though he's playing the Vikings, but screw it. Um but Mariota, make me make me regret that. Make me regret not starting you. Okay? Uh I, show me something. I have been starting Mariota all year and regretting the F out of it. Exactly. Um So I originally, since we do like to pick the game, I originally had the Steelers. And I, in fact, had the Steelers on our Fake Teams Weekly uh, Pick'em article. But after thinking about it, looking at scores, doing a little research, I've uh, changed my mind. I think the Titans, I think the the run defense for the Steelers is not up to par. It's pretty average. And I think the Titans are going to be able to take advantage and exploit that. Hence why uh, Derrick Henry is a fantastic transition into this. Uh, if we're doing scores, I think Titans win 37 to 33. Going to be a big shootout, but uh, I think eventually the Titans pull ahead. So to give a little insight into how consistent my thinking is, you said Titans and that we did the pick them every week on fake teams. And I thought, who the hell would pick the Titans to win on the road at the Steelers. And just to make sure I didn't completely embarrass myself, I pull up our Google Doc here, and apparently I would pick the Tennessee Titans. You are that person. Yeah, I don't know if I was, like, busy at work today or if I hadn't had my coffee or what, but since I've made the pick, I'm going to go with, 
yes, Tennessee looked terrible. Or not Tennessee. Well, Tennessee did look terrible. Pittsburgh looked terrible last week. How can you have all of these weapons and just manage to not get them involved in any way? And Tennessee, as much as I hate their quarterback, how they're using their quarterback and how they're not taking advantage of their wide receiver weapons, which I think are legitimate with LaShard Matthews and with Corey Davis coming on, Delaney Walker, both Henry and uh, Murray can catch the ball out of the backfield. How are you not taking advantage of that? I don't know, but they are running the ball well. They are playing decent defense, and since I've already put it down on internet paper, ugh, Tennessee, I guess? Yes! Let's go 20-13. to 13. Like, it's going to be a close one. I don't know. Ugh. That's the kind of confidence that you want from a man who you get your fantasy advice from. <laughs> That's right. Don't. This isn't gambling advice. This is just yeah. uh, fantasy advice. So this don't start just... anyone in this game. <laughs> don't. This is just a little fantasy advice. No Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. No, I, God, just disregard. About disregard all of that. And a half from me. Uh, excellent. Well, what another fantastic show. Uh, I hope that you now are excited for 52% of our superlatives to come true. Get ready for the playoffs. Hopefully, the ones that come true are all the ones that we had that involved uh, basically players who will do you really good in the playoffs, as opposed to uh, Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette letting you down come the playoffs. Uh, but you know, the fantasy gods are a cruel, a cruel mistress, and uh, could easily see it fit in their nature to not only wipe out half the league via injuries, uh, but also have Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette let us down uh, just in time for uh, the playoffs. Who's to say? Oh, man. And thank you, NFL. I just noticed this today. The Eagles and the Raiders on Christmas night is going to be so nice. What a good matchup. It's going to be a really good game. I'm it's very gonna, excited for that game. Oh, it's going to be great. That being said, I kind of hope that the Raiders have had at least a few games before then to kind of ramp up and get their juices flowing. Because otherwise, I could see like a lackluster Raiders team coming in there. And they're not going to necessarily get hot against a pretty good Eagles defense. Uh, but if they've already kind of got like... Yeah, you know, they're already kind of lubed up and ready to go, and they come into Philadelphia and they're like, "Let's do this." You know, maybe we got a shootout on our hands. Stupid Deborah with her kids and the oboe. Ugh. Yeah, who even plays the oboe? Uh, my fiance does. Anyways, oh. <laughs> so we can edit that. Let's call it the clarinet. I don't want to. Don't take anyone. so much offense. Good. Uh, wrapping it all up as we do love to do. Wrapping up our rambling. Make sure to follow us at RB1 Podcast on the Twitter sphere. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, rate, listen, review, all of those good things. Make sure that you are actively listening and engaging with us. We love to hear from you. We want to partake. We want to we want to interact with you. Be our friends. We want to be friends with you. Uh, you can follow myself at PM Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Also on the Twitter. And hopefully all of you will have a fantastic weekend and we will be back at you Tuesday. And until then, just always remember that we care about your fantasy football team. Have a good week. Good luck, everybody.
fucking Brock. Oh my god. Sorry. Okay, uh, I'm ready. <laughs>